Hi everyone, this is Jay and welcome back to my podcast. This has gone gone well. And of course, you know, this podcast is a bit a mixed bag of nuts and we talk about a lot of anything, you know, that comes to mind. I mean, I'm not sure that anyone really listens to this channel to be honest with you, but I wanted to talk about Lovely T and her recent podcast slash YouTube upload that she posted not too long ago. It came out on the 18th of July, 2021, and it was titled Elementary School Giving Children or Kids Condoms and teacher and Teaching Students How to Use Sex Apps Like Grinder." <laughs> so that was the heading. Very catchy, of course very something that most adults would want to listen to because it seems intriguing anything with sex and children and corrupting the innocence of children seem to be a big seller in any arena okay so i've been watching lovely tea since 2010 2011 so i am like one of the few people i think there might be more people who've been watching her since then when i first started watching her she was doing a lot of hair videos natural hair stuff she talked about some aspects of her life and she did commentary in few portions but it was a mixture and at this point now i feel like she's found her niche she's found what she's like and she's evolved over the years so basically i feel like the height of her getting to where she is now really started in about 2014 um, she had fans back then, but I feel like the audience really started sticking around. Her content started getting better. And I think at this point, she was doing the little transition or thinking about going to Los Angeles. Um, Lovely T is a Nigerian African American um, YouTuber who can be found on a few platforms. She's, has, she has a patreon she has had her own website for a while now she's on discord and she now has a podcast called tea time with tea it's on spotify pocket cast anchor and you could literally find her on a host of other um platforms that host podcasts now let me just let you guys listen to the introduction of our podcast then i'll have my rebuttal and my commentary that will go along with it i'm a part of her discord as well but i've been traveling i am now in um berlin it looks like i'll be living here now instead of being in um scandinavia the job wants me here so i'll be moving and getting my apartment flat ready i'm going to be doing that this weekend before i go back to scandinavia i'm actually i lived in um the states for a while i travel a lot i was been in to quite a few places in the middle east and i've been listening to lovely tea ever since then i love her content um i don't agree with everything that she says but it doesn't stop me from listening um to everything and just getting my own point of view um she doesn't ask people to follow her blindly she asks everyone to use their own logic and reasoning to um assess things read find out do your own research that's not a google folks i would recommend using uh DuckDuckGo or get an onion um torrid browser that helps as well because uh, google is really now trying to censor quite a few of the topics that they push out on their fucking browsers anyway here is um lovely t introducing the topic and talking about this issue of elementary kids with condoms and using apps my last week was stating 
that Chicago makes it mandatory for schools with fifth grade to provide condoms. And so it triggered a huge debate. This was on July 12th. A lot of people were really upset about this. I definitely felt the way, but I was like, you know what? I don't even feel like talking about it right now. It's just one more thing. So then fast forward to this evening, there's a new article that's now come out. Um, the Daily Wire had posted it. And basically in that article, it's stating that um, there's a school district out here in Wisconsin. So both of these schools in the Midwest. So what the school wants to do basically is to provide students with sexually explicit books for all third graders. And in those materials, they're also gonna tell kids how to use sexually explicit apps. And this is just really disturbing. And so one of the sex apps that these kids are gonna learn about is Grindr. And I find it very interesting that that's the, you know, the specific app. And they were saying in the article how the sex app works is you upload a tiny picture of yourself onto the app. The app works with your location. The app tells you who the nearest homosexuals are. Then you can chat with them because they are near. It's easy for you to meet up with them. I don't understand what in God's green earth, you know what I'm saying? Like, why do third graders need to learn about Grindr? Why do they need to know that there are, I don't care if it's heterosexual. Why do they need to know that somebody is sexually available for them in their vicinity? So a lot of this stuff just really got, you know, really got my tin hat tingling. And we were having a really dope conversation, um, me and Malachi and the others. And I think what people are not even looking at this is how deep this goes. And I'm not trying to be graphic when I, you know, talk about shit. Okay, I won't play all of her podcast because I probably I don't have the right to do that. I would highly recommend that you guys go and look at her stuff on YouTube. Um, she posted this on July 18th and she actually have a podcast. Listen to the entire thing. Listen to what she has to say, her friends and the other um, co-anchors have to say about the topic. Now, this is my called two cents um rebuttal whatever this is what i feel about this topic and what i could add to it like i could never get into the green room in time i could never be on when she's doing these lives i'm not in the same time zone anymore and i have a discord account with her but i could hardly log in because i'm so busy and swamped with work i work about 10 hours a day well 48 hours a week um and I'm just always busy but let me um start this off by saying that I respect Liberty and what she does and I like I said I don't have to agree with any of it but this is a topic that was worth talking about now let's talk about kids having condoms in school Years back, years ago, actually, when I first started listening to Lovely Tea, I was doing my associate's degree and I had a class, it was like a debate class. And I remember I had to pick a topic to write on and the teacher kind of gave us this leeway and kind of um, told us that we can choose to do what we want. And I decided to to go and learn more about sex education in America. Now, remember, I'm from the Caribbean. I'm from a tiny, tiny island. Um, you could call it St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And my mom, she's British. And I spent a lot of my childhood there. 
But we had, of course, a little bit different childhood than anyone in England or America. Very small country-like. But I am probably a little bit younger than T, but not that young. I grew up on the cusp of the internet. So by the time I was 13 years old, we had a computer in our house. And so I had access to the internet in a way that a generation before me didn't have. Um, we've, we, of course, didn't have social media, but we had chat rooms, MSN chat, AOL, um, uh, PAL chats and things like that. Now I'll get back to that later. Just keep that in mind. And then of course we had our own like distribution, email distribution. Every Almost everyone in my school had an email account at the time. An email account back then was almost equivalent to a smartphone because it was your own private world. You could log in to receive pictures, sign up for websites and do things like that. And we were this generation who kept a lot of secrets from our parents in terms of the internet. And I'll get back to that part, but just imagine what kids these days have to deal with having all kinds of digital things thrown at them, sexualities out there. We have Kim Kardashian posing naked, sex tapes from um, celebrities, celebrities doing raunchy uh, moves and stuff on stage. And, you know, a lot of us taking our cues from the entertainment world and I mean, that's nothing wrong with it, but you know, we all need to have our own genuine thoughts and ideas and not just always replicate behaviors that we see on TV or on social media. So kids are at risk these days. And I think the feeling is that we have to educate children, especially if they're in like very urban areas earlier about sex, because they tend to be the ones who dive into sex sooner than kids who live in a more rural area, even though that's not the case. But when you study the statistics, that can that's true at times. Now, the condoms in school. Oh, my God, I could say so many things about this. Okay, so. When I did go on to write the debate, the essay and things like that, and argue my point, I discovered, unfortunately, that the American sex education system is just broken, just like its tax system, its politics is is broken. There's a lot of things that you could say is wrong with America and right at the same time. America lives on the cusp of being like this place of freedom, cheap everything you could think of you know you go to europe and germany you have to pay taxes and things like that things are expensive people live much more frugally and minimally in, in most cases than americans do who have who make less money and people you know look at america and see it as this place where you know all the magic happens everybody wants to go there all the movie stars and entertainment are coming from there and it's a place that people still want to go but slowly people are opening their minds and eyes to things and not always relying on the westernization of their minds and bodies anyway learning about what i did about american sex education back in 2012 and whatever whatever year I took that i was blown away to learn that most American teenagers do not get the comprehensive sex education that they need. And most of it is more biological based, like, you know, period, wet dreams, things like that. Um, pregnancy in, in terms of bio, biology and, you know, things like that. Um, and a lot of them didn't know how to use protection, didn't know how to say no to peer pressure. And they had the highest rate of teenage pregnancies, STDs, premature um, 
premature, of course, pregnancies, um, teenage um, mortality, birth rate mortalities and things like that, compared to countries that are on similar develop, development level, America's statistic when it comes to sex education and the way that the children deal with sexuality and sex is almost on the level of Africa. Shocking, isn't it? So I'm not saying that they are on the level of Africa. I'm just saying when compared to Japan, Norway, Germany, France, um, Finland and all the places, America's American teens and young adults are not well educated about sex. Even now with social media, they're learning the cues from there and they're still a little bit corrupted. So I understand the need for people to inject um, earlier um, knowledge and elements about sex and sex education and things like that. But at the end of the day, the parents have to be held responsible for at least teaching the kids that, you know, what's right, what's wrong, what is good touches, bad touches, how their body should operate and, you know, be as open as possible to talk to your parents so that you don't wind up pregnant and hiding it and dying in childbirth or just going through a very traumatic thing. Because even though a lot of teenage parents tend to actually repeat their mistakes by having a child two years after the first or year or months after, some of them only end up having kids. But sometimes the traumatic um, event of the birth itself and the the in con- what they call conception and all of that could be traumatic on the mom and could cause her to not live up to her potential as a mother to regret a lot of things that to regret you know her kids to regret not having a childhood and things like that but to be honest motherhood shapes a lot of women and men and make them decide to be responsible and do things to support their family that they would have never done as a teen because she was a teenage mom well she got pregnant in her late teens i don't know if you can consider that even a part of the teenage mom um, group but she was a teenage mom and she got over it she pulled herself up she did what she had to do now I think one of the biggest issues with this comment or this news report is the sex apps thing. The sex app and teaching kids how to use Grindr, it just doesn't make a lot of sense because we know that a lot of these sex apps, not even sex apps, like any place online is like a fucking shelter for fucking pedophiles and people preying on children, men and women. Um, T spoke about... uh, being very young and having spoken and communicated with a guy in Australia who then decided to draw something perverted in front of her and her sister. And I could um, relate to that. I was in MSN, Hotmail, chat rooms and Yahoo Chats, AOL. And of course, there was also um, Pen Pal. I didn't know a lot about sex and all the little um, profanities that go along with it. I learned about coming. I'm going to be all cream in your pants, getting wet. I've seen guys pull out their dicks on webcams. I've seen people sending pictures back and forth of intercourse and penetration in various orifices. And so at an early age, 
I saw very graphic sexual material at the age of 13. And now kids are seeing that much younger. And I'm going to be very explicit in this podcast and say that I was in a chat room in the main room where everyone was talking and I saw them passing around links in the group chat and they'll just drop links in there and you click on it like an idiot and you see pictures of women having sex with horses, pigs, goats, donkeys, animals, having being gang banged, big guys coming all over these ladies and I was super young and could you imagine being nine, six, seven and seeing that and being so confused about what is going on, what these adults are doing and, you know, and then eventually having it become so normal that you think this is the way that we should interact sexually with each other. We should, um, you know, do a lot of dirty sex talk, choking, spitting, things like that. I've seen all of it. And it's a good thing. I had a good basis before. Or, I mean, come on, I would have been lost to the world. Now, Lovely T made a comment about the condoms and young boys not being very ready to, um, you know, do things with the girls their ages and the girls not ready to do it. And generally, it's an older adult um, doing it to them or forcing them to do things that they shouldn't be doing. And that is 100% true. I have to agree with everyone on her panel that um, it is a very sick trend that will continue to happen. And I was not um, shocked by this because being in high school, I had girls who dated guys in their 20s and they were 17, 18, 16, and even 15. And society didn't even bat a fucking eye at it. I later on discovered that some of my male friends were molested by women, their aunts and older girls who would make them give them blowjobs, finger them, do all kind of weird shit to them. And so, you know, years ago, we'd never think about it because guys always made that, made the idea of them getting sexual harassed by older women as something pleasurable, you must be happy. But really now, after years of hearing this, guys are just as uh, vulnerable and easily traumatized by women who put themselves on them and while men could come easy by the touch of a hand of anyone that doesn't mean that they're enjoying it and i think that a lot of the trauma that we all we experience in relationships or see in friends who can't keep relationships men who keep fucking around with all these other women a lot of them have had trauma and have had issues where older women have treated them like sex toys like their gigolos like their studs and all they're worthy is to do is pull out their things and bang them and i think that's like maybe one of the reasons why you find that a lot of guys are just can't be faithful is because they've had a traumatic experience in their youth and not saying all of them have but they've had traumatic experience with women who have abused them or men who have abused them and it's gonna be very hard after that without counseling or coming to some kind of reconciliation to be um, a whole person to feel good about yourself and most people probably don't even know it like that 
sometimes the little things that happen to them, whether it's from a girl who's five years older or a grown woman, is the reason why they can't keep their shit in their pants. They can't have regular relationships. Um, and same for girls. And not saying that all everyone acts this way. Now, when it comes to girls and the idea of, um, you could say, precocious sex or early introduction to sex i mean i know that t said that things are getting young people are getting younger and younger but i would say think about it like this i think our societies come in waves and we just go around the circle of the sun and we do the same shit again but wearing different clothing speaking in a different way using different technology we're just doing the same thing people have done in the 15th century where 13 year olds 12 year olds were forced to be married off to 30 or 40 year old men and then you know, forced to be married and had to have intercourse with these guys on their wedding night. They're 13 and 12. So it was totally legal at one point for a girl at the age of 12, 11, maybe even 10 as young as she was bleeding to marry a guy in his 30s or 20s back in the century of medieval days and things like that. And even in some tribes in Africa and South America and Russia and Asia, women were often at earlier ages forced into motherhood, forced into marriage sooner. And then that stopped right after the turn of the century when the industrial era came around, when machineries came around, which allowed us women to stay at home or to go into the workforce and contribute to the household. And when that happened, there's no one to watch the children anymore and the children are forced to go to school, and then the children are forced to go to school longer and longer, and that increases the consent rate and increases the years and um, it takes for society to look at a child as an adult, which in America is what, 21, 18 or 21? Because at 21, you could vote, you could drink, you could drive, you could legally partake in things um, that wouldn't get you or the person you're partaking with in trouble. And so female bodies are are mature at most of those ages, especially after period starts, and they can have a child, but are they physically and mentally ready for it? I, I don't fucking think so. Um, I don't know, I just don't think so. But like I said, it's a cycle, and we're coming back to this cycle where People are trying to force girls and boys again to be adults much sooner. They're blaming it on technology and all the artificial things they put in food to make these kids more mature so that men or women don't know that these kids are younger than they really are. But really, it's the human psyche that's causing this as well. Now, when we talk about the type of foods and the the chemicals in our environment, that has a big factor on the way that we look and behave. Also, physical and environmental factors will cause kids to mature. A few years ago, I had an argument with an ex. Um, He was a college professor and we had some conversation that led to us talking about uh, a friend of mine who at a very young age was abused sexually um, by grown men. And I said, I met other girls who were 
abused. They were either forced into relationships by men or people in their family, full-on sexual relationships that they were capable of physically and mentally handling. And you know what happens. And I, I think I've seen it a few times, starting off in the fourth grade, where a girl in the fourth grade started having sex with a guy who was maybe six years older than her. He was a teenager, yes, but he shouldn't have been messing with a fourth four grader. I don't know what happened, but I noticed that when this started, she started changing. And so she went from being someone who looked like a fourth grader to the point where when he started having sex with her and she started getting used to it, her body started to develop very quickly. So by the time she was in the sixth or seventh grade, she was pregnant. So she told me that I started when she was in the fourth grade, a year after this first sexual encounter. In the fifth grade, she had already grown two cup sizes she had already filled out and was looking almost like someone who was 15, but she was in the fifth grade. So I had a theory that when adults mess with girls and guys or try to put the idea in the head that they're so mature and they're so different, they actually encourage precocious maturity or early maturation uh, biological development in their brains and bodies that tend to make them look a little bit older than children their age now when it comes to periods as well a girl could literally start out not having a period when a guy starts forcing sexual contact on her and months after weeks after this weird abnormal stimulation and interaction she might start her period because doing something like that to her can signal something in her brain to trigger the amount of hormones that's necessary to start maturity and uh, it's annoying to think about because if I think long and hard, a lot of the girls I knew who were into sex early in high school, junior high, they were met very mature, had the right amount of body fat on their breasts and their behind, and they looked very mature for their age. And that kind of made them more susceptible for other guys to hit on them. Um, I just, this um, Lovely T's podcast is very interesting. I liked it. I liked most of the comments that people had to say. Um, the last comment I wanted to make was about Grinder. I don't know why they would pick that fucking app. I mean, it is, is a dating app. And of course, now it's more seen on the gay side. And we know that we're trying to cater to boys and girls who are in, of the LGBT community. But even um, boys and girls who are not heterosexual need to be protected. Yes, we know that they're gay. We know that they have a 
a tendency to have guys who are within the same gender uh, as them. But if I had a gay son and he was, and we knew that he was gay at 13, he would get the same fucking treatment as the, my 13 year old daughter. He wouldn't be dating no one. He wouldn't be sexting, texting, apping anyone. But it seemed like now that LGBTQ is trying, is pushing out into the world to become normal. It seemed like they want to normalize not caring for and not being as protective to gay, transgender, to lesbians, to anyone in that community. They're like, well, they're part of this community, so we can allow them to be a part of it. And it's okay if they're having sex with nobody's protecting these, especially guys. Um, I'll be honest with you. If I had a son who was gay, he would be watched just as hard as a female because he loves men. And men are looking at him as um, prey. Just like if that guy liked girls, he would be looking at her as a prey. And he's more prone as well to be taken advantage of and people wouldn't bat a fucking eye because he's gay. So I feel like, you know, we really had to protect the children and we really had to stop pushing this bullshit about sex and sexuality. Like, we know that's part of everyone's life, but why is it such a big fucking deal? Why isn't spirituality more important? Why isn't it teaching kids about financial decisions credit, taxes, how to pick a career that you really like, that will be fruitful to you, how to start a business, how to be happy, how to travel by yourself, how to open your first bank account. But why is it all about sex? Why is our culture so leaned and bent on sex? Everything has sex in it. Movies, a horror movie has sex in it. Fucking TV show about dragons and stuff had the worst sex. I'm talking about Games of Thrones here. Had the most raunchiest sex in it ever i mean i am still trying to wrap my head around why we're so strong and hung up on sex um i'm gonna take a little break and i'll be right back and i'll continue um talking about our society and sex Okay, so I'm back again and I'm talking about lovely tea and just have talking about um, her last um, green room session and how I wish I could be a part of it, but I can't because my time zone just doesn't permit me to be. Um, but lovely tea, if you ever listen to my stupid podcast, you're great. <laughs> you're awesome. But I wanted to talk about the whole over-sexualization in our society. Like she said, it's almost like it's a fucking conspiracy. Like sex is in everything, the commercials, everything. And I could fully say that this started really taking off in the 50s when they really started using psychological manipulation and propaganda in commercials and the media. And they always inserted a hint of sex in there from the cartoons that we watch the the cereal boxes that we loved as kids they all have some kind of underlying pervertedness with it um i like to kind of hypothesize why i think that our society is so hooked on sex and i think the first thing to say is that it's because we have like 
used sex as this kind of thing that we should shun away from, be afraid of. Um, And that has caused this kind of reversed um, feeling of always wanting to have it, to be, have it, you know, like, well, it's almost like this. If we did not stigmatize sex as much as we have between men and women, a woman's sexuality or whatever and we just saw it as what we what it is it's just we're animals i think animals are better than humans at times because they do things out of the instinct to survive to eat and reproduce and that's what they're here for they're here to keep the earth populated to keep the ecosystem balanced what are humans here for they're supposed to be doing the same thing The only difference now is that they have a higher thinking capacity. They can have sex whenever they feel like at any age. And they are having it for pleasure and not only for the breathing aspect of it. Perhaps if we were more like animals where we bred at certain season, the fucking world wouldn't be as overpopulated as it is. And we wouldn't have so much fucking problems with um, pedophiles and people worrying about who's gay and who's straight because we'd be doing it merely for reproduction and not for pleasure. And the fact that we're doing it for pleasure is the reason why we have a lot of stigma pushed up beside it. Anyway, um, I, I personally think that sex is fun, is nice, but it's not everything about a life. I, I personally don't think when you're 50, 60, 80, 100 years old and you're on a deathbed, the first thing you're thinking is, I want to get my cock sucked. I want to come. I want to get eaten out. You don't think about that. That's just a speck of the feelings that you have as someone carrying a physical body. Um, thanks to it being so like taboo, even though it's out in the public and in some countries, sex is actually legal. In America in particular, the tabooness of sex, the fact that we can have sex workers being paid and treated fairly, and the fact that people are still being human trafficked for it, really puts a damper on what this this sex industry could be and how we could learn from our mistakes and how we could train another generation to look at sex as more than just getting pleasure for yourself or extracting something from another person. And like Miss RT always says, you don't want to go around having sex with any and anybody. Now, T wasn't the only person I heard said this. When I was in high school, I had a teacher from Jamaica. She was a literature teacher. Her name is Miss Hall. And she said to us one time, we're doing Romeo and Juliet, something in literature that was romantic. And we had a conversation about promiscuous behavior. And she said the same thing. She's like, you know, we're all animals. We have sex. But in this society, of course, being promiscuous, especially as a woman, is wrong. They see it as being wrong. But even if you're a man or a woman, you need to be careful who you have sex with. Because once you have sex with someone, you take something from them and they give something to you. It cannot it not necessarily be an STD or pregnancy, but it's almost like you take an essence from them and you carry it around with you. And these people you're fucking around with have all these negative energies and shit. Anyway, I found a really good YouTube video 
Um, it's called the FOCL Online. It came out in 2017, April 13, and it's called "What Are the Consequences of a, of a, of Our Hypersexual Culture?" And I think that while this is just a segment, it's two minutes and 55 seconds. He touches on some important points here. Just listen. And so this is hypersexualized cultures, and what's the consequences of it? I think that when the culture is so uh, sexually oriented, we, we have so many images around us that are sexual in some way, uh, and kids and uh, adults carry around on their cell phones pornography and sexts they've got from friends at school. Um, so that everything becomes some sort of sexual interchange, exchange in relationships. So kids are not, I think many young people find it difficult to make real relationships because they go into sexual relationships so quickly that it actually prevents them from having real relationships. Just as the internet, I think, and our uh, social media culture is also making people unable to have real face-to-face -face life relationships. We talk through the media. Um, so I think it, that's one effect. I think it also makes people more selfish. Um, I, I want to get what I want it when I want it. Um, and it makes more people prone to immediate gratification, unable to delay gratification. So pornography especially, I can get my sexual needs met easily, you know, at the click of a button in front of my computer or I can masturbate get an orgasm and I don't need people anymore, <laughs> you know, and um, so I think sadly it's, it, and, and I think the other thing that the effect that pornography has is that it, most pornography that's made for men tends to demean women, it tends to, to say that it gives the message that women want everything that men want to do to them without complaint. Women don't have needs of their own, or if they do, then they love everything that men do. Um, and that, uh, that violence and putting women down is acceptable. So it leads to a much greater chauvinism. Um, I think pornography that's made for women tends to be uh, increasingly like male pornography, but has more of a storyline, more of a romance in it, there's more to do with relationship for in women, and also a lot of pornography for women is is, uh, is gay pornography, is, is homosexual porn. Okay, so that is it. This was from the Forum of Christian Leaders. Even though I personally don't think Christianity has anything to do with this, I grew up Christian, but I am starting to realize that. You know, a lot of the issues we have with sex and violence and things like that come directly from various religions. But anyway, I won't even go into that. So like he said, um, we become more selfish. And in thinking about the pedophiles and people who want to lower the consent age and who want to do all these things to children and babies, 
um, they're selfish people who don't know how to how to have relationship with adults, and all they're thinking about is the pleasure for themselves and taking from an innocent person, hurting them physically and mentally for what they fucking want. Now I'm going to bring up another YouTuber as well. Her name is Tasha K, and if you know anything about the drama that ensued between her and Lovely T. Just put it out of your mind. I like the two girls. I listen to both of them equally. I subscribe, I like, I follow, and I could take from them what I need and leave the rest there. Um, I'm just like the other person, the person who likes both Cardi B and fucking um, Nicki Minaj. I, I just don't care. Um, I'm not here to listen to the low vibrational shit they, all, they both talk about when they start bitching and doing shady shit. I just want to dance sometime and listen to the music made me dance and it's good music to work out too both Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. So one time I was watching Tasha K and she said something that I thought was super interesting. She said, because uh, you know, she was sexually abused and she was she's going through therapy. And years ago, like maybe in 2018 or whatever, she had a, a little vlog where she's talked about porn and how porn has an effect on people and not only men but women because most of the porn that we saw is coming to us from men for men and we see it and we get these fucking crazy ideas of what we think we like sexually but it's only an idea that's been influenced by men so most women don't even know how to tell guys what they really want and all they do is provide something for them and she said something like watching porn really destroys your you you know i wouldn't say personality your soul it kind of diminishes you in a way especially if you're a woman watching porn from a man's perspective you start liking things that is meant for a man and you start getting maybe the ideas that you might want to try a lesbian relationship. I mean, be with a girl or casually be with women and not be serious about it. And I, I thought about it and I was like, that is true. Then there is also the things like Fifty Shades of Grey um, and that Netflix um, movie called 365. Well, let's just say that the way that they portray sex and romance is very male oriented and we are being forced not only are young children being forced to be sexualized being forced to see sexual content women grown women in the 20s 30s and 40s are also being manipulated in some ways to always still be submissive or behave in a way that it gives more pleasure to men anyway that's one thing I have to say. Now that I um, have passed all the things that I wanted to add it to Tasha K, not Tasha, sorry, lovely tea stuff. I wanted to come on, come on here to talk about <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown. So if you don't know who she is, she is this um, actress, British actress, who was got very famous after she did the first season of Stranger Things, which is a really good show. She played Elle, the girl who was um, kept in a lab and whatever. And after the year, the season after she finished her first season, she started second season, I noticed there was a change in her. I don't know if it's the money and probably she was the money. Parents are probably no, no good anyway. 
Um, but she started coming out on the scene on the red carpets looking extra mature. Now, if you ever watch Game of Thrones and we have that little girl, Aya, I think she's played by Maisie Williams. Maisie Williams is now in her late teens, early 20s, and throughout her whole time playing Aya, she remained very innocent looking till the end. And maybe that's what they wanted, but Aya remained very down to earth, very natural, very uh, appropriate for her age. While Millie Bobby Brown at times got a lot of critiques and comments because when you see her at 14, at, um, when you see her at 14, when you saw her at 15, 16, she was always dressing more mature. Her makeup was always done well, like an adult. And I think maybe a lot of this had to do with the role that she played in the first season. So in her first season, Millie Bobby Brown is playing this little girl. She has no parents. She's struggling. She does have a superpower, but she's also had to cut all her hair off. She looked very boy-like. And I can't imagine for a girl who's trying to be cute, young, and bubbly that that was a look that she liked. But because it was her job, she did it. And I found that ever since she started like appearing on the red carpet after the second season, she got more and more mature looking. And she got more and more to look like an 18-year-old, 20-year-old, or someone who would attract a younger fucking guy. And at first I was like, why is she looking like a 20-year-old? You know, like, why does she look like an adult? Even though a, a look isn't specific for a person, but when you look at Millie Bobby Brown um, after the second season... She looks like she's in her 30s. She looks like she's 20-something. Why is she trying to look like she is a fucking adult? I don't know. Why is she being forced to look this way? I can't imagine that this is where she wants to look. I could imagine that it was influenced by people saying negative things about her or her wanting to be desirable. Um, I mean, of course she looks that way because she wears makeup. Uh, because all the different hats that she wears and the things that she has to do for events. She wears heels, pretty dresses, because the society we live in really wants to have a focus on youth and beauty. And I think Millie Bobby Brown is going to regret a lot of the things that has happened to her um, during these years. She hasn't been allowed to be a, a, a kid, um, not in her family, and not in the media. Uh, the media rips her apart based on what she wear and how she look and who she's dating. And then her family at the age of what, 16, 17, 16, she's dating a 21 year old, a 20 year old. And if you ever had heard the news, Millie Bobby Brown was dating a guy named Hunter Echo. That name, I don't know if that's a real fucking name, but if you see the guy, he looks like a total fuck boy. Um, <laughs> And it would be perfectly fine for her to be dealing with a fuckboy if she was 19 or 18 or 20. But to be fucked over by one when you're 16, 15, 17, <laughs> I mean, it's going to leave you a lot of traumatic things here. Um, 
I don't think that we will see her for a long time in a relationship publicly because of this. She's going to have trauma. So basically, she's dating this guy and apparently was the broke up. And Hunter Echo was 20 at the time. He's 21. She was like 15 or 16 at the time. And she had this guy living with her and her parents. The parents knew about it. I'm assuming they were either staying in the same room or separated. But trust me, if you have a boy and a girl who's dating and on the age on the roof, um, perhaps it's best to keep it there. But then you could control the narrative. You could make sure they wear protection. You can make sure they're doing things correctly. But you can't control everything because even if you take keep them apart they'll find ways to have sex anyway he was staying with her under his parents roof and apparently after they broke up someone posted pictures of them being snuggly and cuddly on tiktok it was like uh you know uh unknown account or user who did this and people started saying that he groomed her, he encouraged his relationship, and he wanted to defend himself. And so he came up and he said, listen, you guys don't know anything. She was the one who initiated it. Her parents knew we were together. I stayed at her house and they went into such, such rat, ratchet, raunchy things about her, giving him fellatio eating ass, things that shouldn't be equated with a 17, 16 year old. Now, what can I say about the grooming allegations? Uh, he should have known better and just leave it alone. But basically, we don't know the lives that these Hollywood actresses and actors live, live especially the young ones. Like if you go back and look in the 80s with um, Drew Barrymore, this girl was, what, 13, 15, doing the movie Poison Ivy and being very salacious and seductive at that age. But also, she was in rehab. If you're a celebrity, young, and you're making, uh, let's say you're making, like, 50, you're making a million dollars a movie, people will just let you do what you want to do once you're protected um, and are able to perform and do the job that you do. You will do your movies and you will go out every night and get fucked to get drugs, party and do things that a regular person your age shouldn't do. And by the time you're 20, you're burnt out. Now, I want you guys to listen to some of what this guy, Hunter Echo, has to say. Now, before I do that, I'd like to say that, okay, of course, he should have turned away from this young girl. But I feel like there's a innate problem here. You know, when people hollow that very classic phrase every time they hear about a young boy or girl who winds up in an adult situation, I know it's a cliche, but I want to say, where the fuck is were the parents? Oh, wait, the parents were letting it happen, or at least trusting these kids to be uh, kids, I guess, or adult about it. But look at what's happening. Now, what I can say about Mr. Hunter Echo is, while he might seem like an adult, he is clearly stunted in his emotional growth and his personality. This guy is only 15 in, in, in the, he is literally only, not even 15. His, usually guys take longer to mature. So he at 20, technically he's only 14. So Ma, Millie Bobby is the kind of adult here and he's just a boy being attracted by the fame and the dick in the, the, the dick in his pants he's not mature i don't give a fuck what you guys say 
I mean, most um, people are not mature until they're 25. That's when their their brains are developed. But come on, a guy to me takes longer to mature than a girl, and his fucking behavior is very childish and teenagers. I don't think I don't. That's not giving him a pass. But I also like to say that both of them need to be analyzed critically, and because of cancel culture and because of the Me Too culture, people are naturally going to side with her. But I think both of them need to be dragged the fuck on out of here, along with the parents and the adults, because it looks like Hunter, the way that he's behaving, he has tra- been traumatized, and I'm pretty sure he has been used by an older woman. And now he's older. He's going back and doing to a child what has been done to him. But listen to this. What about it? Now here we have him doing this Instagram live where he's talking some crazy stuff between him and his friend. And here we have one of his friends trying to defend him. She was obsessed in love. Wouldn't fucking his side on his dick twenty four seven. It wasn't him. He talked about how weird the bitch was. Like I said, guys, you guys, you guys, you guys know zero information about anything. You're looking at photos, and you're judging it from the you're one. Like you initiated. Exactly. You're you looking at it. You're looking at it. You're looking at it from the photos. You're looking at it from the complete photos. Like you know everything about it, and you have no idea about anything. There's no lawsuit at all. I was living in Millie's house for eight months. How the fuck is there a lawsuit? Her mom, her mom and dad knew about everything. You guys don't know anything. You guys are just following after one person, saying one thing like, oh, everybody hate him, so then everyone's gonna hate me. You guys just follow each other's, like, like, uh, like who the fuck, who, what kind of animals follow each other? Give me an example. <laughs> Give me an example. Like a duck, like a, like a big duck and their baby ducks. You just follow. Whatever, whatever the top thing is, you just follow. You guys don't know that. You guys do not know the story of anything. And I will never apologize. I hope you know that. I have nothing to apologize for. So make that clear. I have zero things to apologize for. You guys do not know a single thing. At all. So. And I started bleeding and I was like. (laughs) She was like. She was like. She's with you hang out. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, I was like, no way. That's what happened. And then I got, I got tricked. I got tricked. I got taken advantage of anything. She used her powers on me. And she also put shit up in the butt. She did push it on my butt. She put a, a coffee thing on my butt. She used, <laughs> she used her powers. Guys, she used her powers. She used her powers on me. And I got manipulated. She was like, hey, Hunter. And I was like, and I, and I, I, just, I, fucking, I fucking stunned. I stunned. Yeah, this been going on for a minute, huh? I know half of you guys are laughing. I know so many of you guys are laughing. No, I know so many of you guys are laughing through this live stream. You don't want to laugh. Hey, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, Someone said I kissed her ass, right? <laughs> they fucking shoved coffee up each other's ass. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, you're punching them? 
You know what coffee plasma is? <laughs> you put a coffee. That's that rich shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is that rich shit. You put a coffee. You put a tube up your asshole. Really, but it's my asshole. <laughs> Chef. Yes. Oh, you're welcome. Your girlfriend did that. I'm gonna smack you, Leah. And then you shit it out. It clears out your like stomach. She's like, come here, poop with me. Like, <laughs> you leave your side. Oh yeah, my god. You couldn't make this shit up if you wanted to. Keep digging your grave, dumbass. Like I said, guys, I'm not digging no grave because everything that I did was completely illegal. And it was approved by everybody that I was with. Like, you're giving me money. You're giving me money. I'm 6'9 right now. Carly, you're so goofy, please. Please, what? They are friends. She might be your friend. Oh. <laughs> I don't I'm know. Sorry. I, I don't know though. I don't know how to tape anybody right now. I told you, I don't either. Imagine being a grown adult and dating a, a kid. Groomer. I know, I groomed her. Imagine me fucking your dad. <laughs> <laughs> You're my sister. You can't say that. You hurt my feelings. Oh my god. <laughs> well. You're gonna be like, oh, you I'm making you my stepchild. Oh my god. You made like eleven dollars. Yeah, you thought. Like this is No, I didn't. Oh yeah, you did. Right there. Not even that. It's not good. It's not that. Sixty-nine years. You're a piece of shit. Ooh. We need to hear from Millie. Millie will never address it because she's a coward. That's my only thing about that. Millie will never address it. Millie will never address it. Hey, who posted the pics? Hunter posted the pics. Yeah, sister. No, 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 no. Hey, who posted the pics? Hunter posted the pics. Yeah, sister. No, 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 no. Okay, so I'm not. It's almost finished. So. Listen to how he sounds, his friends, and stuff like that. I don't know who posted the pics. Perhaps he did because he was upset because the relationship ended. Who knows? At this point, I don't know what to say. Of course, everybody's expected to call him a groomer. <laughs> I'll just call him an idiot. And I'll once again ask, where the fuck was Millie Bobby's parents in all of this? Oh, they're letting him sleep over and stay in their, in their house. Um, all I can say is that... We don't know these people. They're just celebrities. We just hear the stories. We just, no matter how much tell-all books and things like that, most of them don't tell the truth. Um, Millie, Bobby, whatever the fuck her name is, I can't say I really enjoy her personality off camera. I do like her in that um, Stranger Things. I think she's a great actor. I don't care who she is off camera because she doesn't care about me. But of course, a lot of people I expected or will run like sheep to defend her or defend him or to hate him or to hate her. I can't pass any judgment between both of them when we have adults in the middle, grown adults, allowing things like this to happen. I think Millie Bobby, you, you, hopefully you learn your lesson with these boys because he might be 20 something years old but this guy is literally 14 year old in behavior and um mind and body he's just 14 years old and when i'll be honest with you while i do feel bad for millie bobby for having him say all this shit about her 
I feel bad for him because this is so transparent that he is hurting and hurt people hurt others, but also he's been taken advantage of before. Um, and w- most people won't see through the bullshit that he's saying. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was um, at 16, 17, he was having sex with an older woman or somebody in that age range. Um, I just wish that men and women could balance their feelings about sex and sexuality better than this. But here's another fucking example about um, uh, someone who's in the public eye, like Millie Bobby, who, of course, teenagers look up to. They like the TV shows and all the movies that she's doing. And here we have another splendid example of how the media puts these people in front of us to create these weird-ass drama surrounding sex and sexuality. And how does this stem back to kids in school with condoms and apps and things like that? Of course, maybe you could say they don't relate in some way, but in some ways, like Lovely T says, like her panels of um, expert that she had on her podcast, are. I feel like all of this is intentional. All these little dramas is intentional, is planned, is orchestrated. Um, Perhaps it's not planned to a T, but it is encouraged and facilitated. These social media platforms allow this shit on here and it's going to affect our children. I'm at the end of my podcast. So I'm at the end of my podcast and I've now gone to about an hour or so and I don't really want to keep going over this. But I mean, these are questions about kids that we really have to tackle now to get the best result in adulthood. Or do we want to drop the fucking consent age and have everyone have children in their fucking teens? What would the world be like then? I mean... I feel like we'll always ponder these questions, um, fight and argue over these concerns, and things will just continue to get worse and worse each year. Um, I pray for the people who are having kids now and who in a few years from now will have teenagers because things are either going to get really bad. I mean... In a way, if the internet continues the way it has been continuing, then we're going to end up um, either not having any privacy at all, and it would most likely stop half of the shit, crazy shit that happens on social media and you know places like that, or we might end up just being a world that is very nonchalant about everything, laissez fear type um, b- bullshits happening all the time, and we might end up in a worse position than we are now with our current children and youth. It's just going to destroy them. We're just going to wind up with people who just have trauma, who can be in relationships, who can be proper parents. Um, I'm going to end the podcast there. I don't have anything else to say. Um I'm sure T would never listen to this, but I love your content. I listen to everything that you do. There's never anything that I dislike. I listen to all of it. Continue the good work. I subscribe to you, so I contribute my coins, even though it's only $5. 
I like, I share, and I comment on you, um, your videos. And I just hope that you continue your success and, you know, you push through and you break some the ceiling and find your way out of the bullshit with YouTube and the censorship and just find your way. Because I know like you do have the Discord, you do have your subscription, but I feel like every time people catch a, catch a break on social media, these um, influencers um, fuck it up for the regular people who just want to share content, who just want to make a decent living doing this somehow every time that people catch a break or they start making money on a platform somebody fuck it up and in i think people should really go back and listen to a podcast about only fans patreon youtube and all the issue with ad apocalypse and you know the sex workers because that applying for them can also apply for other people who just want to make content whether it's sex sexual content content or not like Every time people try to catch a break on a platform, somebody's going to fuck it up. So I'm hoping that Lovely T does somehow build her empire separate from these um, platform giants and things like that. And she should know that she'll always have her fan, a fan in me. I'll always listen. I'll always like. I'll always donate or I will always subscribe. So thank you for all the years of service, lovely T. I'm sure you're not going to listen to this, but I really, I love you. You're really nice. Um, I wish I could meet you in person, but it's not going to happen. I'm in Europe. Um, I've taken you all over the world with me. I started listening to you while I was living in Northeast. I moved throughout America. I went to the Middle East. I went to Asia. Now I'm in Europe. So I've listened to you literally all over almost every place in the world south america different places like that so um that's it that's all um and i'm heading out going to bed it's about seven in the afternoon here a few more hours before the sun sets i hate living in this area because the summertime the sun doesn't set until 10 and I don't get enough sleep. I'll be honest with you. Anyway, end of the podcast. And I'm signing off until next week. Mm-hmm.